0: Shit, my stomach is done growling now I'm ready <laughs> All right rude. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Loving Goliath, a show where we discuss how to love the monster within. I'm Willow Smith, and I'm here with my dad and co-host, Trainer Ben Smith, and we have a special guest today, Joe. Folks, would you like to say hello? Say howdy.
1: Hello. Uh, I'm Joe. On Twitch, I go by uh, Lockjaw, and uh just happy to be here, you know, happy welcome. to guest.
0: We're happy to have you dad hello welcome back
1: hey how's it going you
0: we're we're having a good time it was a very productive day today i think and now we're getting together i hope we're all ready to uh, have some ice cream or something after this i'm ready for like a movie (laughs) some cake perhaps
2: (laughs) has sharp been talking to you about the ice cream every night that we've been but i remember
0: how big a debacle the last conversation about ice cream was i don't remember that uh, I do, because you were saying you love caramel ice cream, and I was like, "Ew, caramel ice cream, Joe." How do you feel? You about guys were debating.
1: You guys were debating, and I remember, wasn't like caramel and mint.
0: Yes, I I'm like, like mint. Yeah. He likes caramel. Ew, ew. Caramel what do you mean, caramel. ew? What do you mean, ew to mint? Thank you. This is why I have Joe here.
2: You, you too. I, you know what? I, I don't even. I can't even talk to you people.
0: <laughs> 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 I had to bring somebody on who was on my team. Listen, if you want somebody on who That's likes why caramel I'm ice here. cream, exactly, you can bring them on. Please invite them. But I brought Joe <laughs> to fight for Team Mint.
1: So mm-hmm. that look, I'm not gonna lie, like caramel in the ice cream, like you got like a little bit of a uh, vanilla and then caramel inside of it, like those. You remember uh, drumsticks? that used to have those. Yeah. <laughs> I love those too. No, I'm, on, no, I'm on both. No. teams. no, I'm on both really? teams. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not one-sided.
0: What have I done? This is ridiculous.
2: Uh, so clearly, he swings both ways.
1: <laughs> there you go. Hey, listen,
0: the man's comfortable with his ice cream choices. I think we all should be.
1: Everyone should awesome.
0: be. For sure. Oh well, I'm so. Uh, I'm so happy we were able to get you on today, Joe. I. Um, I made a call out to see if there were some folks that wanted to come on and chat with us and maybe provide a barrier between myself and my dad so we don't argue for 30 minutes straight. And uh, Joe was gracious enough to accept. And uh, and yeah, come talk. So, so what you. was... Oh my God, time Anytime,
1: anytime.
0: <laughs> we appreciate you being here. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was saying to you, Joe, and we've said on the podcast before, the whole thing is kind of opening up the conversation so that guys feel like they can have conversations about what's real for them
1: mm-hmm. and
0: not feel like they're not allowed to, or they can't because of X, Y, Z or, you know, whatever. So i um, just having people on that are willing to, to talk is fantastic. It's very exciting to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've always thought it's very important, especially considering my past experiences. I've always thought it's important to have that sort of, ability to talk about how you feel no matter who you are where you are what's around you. you should be able to talk about it and try to get through whatever you're going whatever you're dealing with up there sorry, sorry. that was my dog just dropping her toy on my fan and making <laughs> a loud noise i apologize <laughs>
2: it's all good um, yeah no that's great that you have that perspective though i mean because so many people don't mm-hmm. yeah it's awesome
1: and young too I'm <laughs> 21. Yeah. And I got plenty of life experience.
2: I was just gonna ask you how old you were. Yeah,
1: 21, 21. In and out of the navy in a little over two years, barely over two years, honestly.
2: Wow. Um, so so what made you join the navy?
1: Uh being honest, it was a very rash decision. Came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, like I was dead set on college. Uh, I had already been accepted. I was already going to, well, it was the summer before I was supposed to go, but I was ready to go to college. And then I just kind of decided, you know, what if this isn't the right idea? What if I want to try something new? And then I kind of got rushed into it between myself and my father. And so I ended up in the Navy and probably wasn't the best for my mental health, but like financial stability, it helped a lot.
2: And you were eighteen when you went in.
1: Yes, like oh. just turned eighteen. <laughs> That's so. so mm-hmm.
2: overall, the what, what would you say the like if you had to encapsulate the whole the experience in just a couple of words? What would you how what would you say?
1: I mean, my personal experience it was uphill for a little bit, downhill for the rest of it. Oh. You know, it's uh. I think everyone's experience is different in each armed force in each job in each uh branch you know everyone's experiences are different, but I mean for mine, it was like boot camp was great, I really enjoyed it, got into the best shape of my life, and then I got to my first command, and everything went down just steadily from there,
2: oh okay, huh sorry, I, th- I thought you meant like uphill like a grind and then downhill like, ooh, easy. <laughs> oh no, like- no, no.
1: <laughs> there was all there was always a grind. It just got worse and worse,
2: okay, okay, I understand. yeah, huh. Wow,
1: yeah. so i was um I was training to be a nuclear technician,
0: mm. which wow,
1: yeah, never thought I'd be doing something like that, considering <laughs> I-, I was going into college for like teaching. And oh, then I turn around, the recruiter says, Hey, you're kind of smart. You want to operate a nuclear reactor? Wow. And I'm like, uh, maybe. And then he said, there's a lot of money. And I said, okay. Wow. That's yeah. Happy. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah.
2: Huh. Well, wow, that's some crazy life experience at 21.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is like, I never, the training was so extensive and, uh, difficult that I never actually even got out to the fleet. My first command was a training command right out of boot camp. So I was in training pretty much actually my entire Navy career. I was in training, but towards the end of it, we got to work on an actual sub, at least to get the, get our bearings and see what we've been talking about for months at that point. But the stress of just that, just, it makes me wonder how people can actually go out to the fleet and do what people are being essentially, I don't want to say pressured, but uh, what you're feeling so much stress to do, to go out there and do it in, you know, actually do it and not on a controlled area would, mm-hmm. would have been terrifying for me. So I can't imagine how everyone else actually does it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess everybody has different coping uh, coping mechanisms for different levels of stress. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like everything in life, and everything that we talk about in the podcast, it's really how you, you know, not not even talk about this specifically, but just every everything generally in life, it's all how you how you choose to shape it in your mind, right? You know, right. So, good experiences or bad experiences, all it's all it's really. comes down to how you're going to shape it in your mind right so for some people it's an adventure for some people it's high stress for some people it's a nightmare for some people it's excitement you know what i mean it's just Mm -hmm. all how you can decide to view it in your own mind right
1: yeah and i think i mean that showed especially where i was the different ways that people were even just like studying to do what we had to do because that's basically all we did was just study for hours and hours on end throw in, you know, shift work on top of that rotating shift work where you're like one week, you're regular people time. Then you're always at night. And then you're like middle of the night to middle of the morning and like rotating it like that. I mean, it got difficult, excuse me. It got difficult. I know plenty of other people who've struggled with it too, but just didn't think that they had any other course of action aside from staying in there you mm-hmm. know i think that's like one of my biggest gripes with it and why i want to talk about my experience is because so many people just get shut down mm-hmm. when they want to talk about us at least from where i was and mm-hmm. kind of get like guilt-tripped or shamed into staying in so that someone else can get out you know
2: yeah so what do you think is the solution to that
1: well I mean I think that people need to understand that while well, yes the job itself was very dangerous I understand the need for like rigorous training long training like we had but if I'm being honest it should have taken longer you know it they shouldn't have tried to crunch as much as they did I went through so much schooling in about 6 months just Every single day, very limited breaks. I was inside of our schoolhouse for probably, I want to say 60 hours a week. And like, I mean, everyone kind of varied based on like how well you were doing, but like I spent so much time in that schoolhouse trying to learn, uh, things about nuclear physics that I didn't know two months earlier, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, I think extending the time of specifically that program and then just for the military as a whole, having more people who actually are paying attention and I don't think care is the right word, but like people who are specifically there to help people with mental issues, Hmm. because the people I spoke to when I was there, they had some good advice, but it definitely seemed like they were, they would push people towards, you know, suck it up, keep going.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: as opposed to, well, you know, it's probably best for you to not stay here. You seem like you could be, it would benefit you if you took like a certain medication or if you took some time off or if you did this or that. Right. Mm
2: -hmm. Whereas
1: I'm pretty sure everyone, except for two people that I spoke to when I was considering getting out, were just like, you know, I know it sucks. Everyone has the everyone has a bad day here. I understand that. But like at the end of the day, you need to come in so someone else can go home. Hmm. Like they, they shape it into this sort of, you know, you need to keep going hmm. even if it may not be beneficial for you.
2: That's a lot of pressure. Yeah
0: yeah they're kind of using other people against you where like if you don't stay somebody else has to suffer so now exactly. you have to stay here that sucks mm-hmm.
1: and like that's not a good motivator no i mean it, it kind works, of is but... it's a it's a good kick in the ass but it's not a it's not something that makes you feel good mm-hmm. it makes you feel worse most of the time well
2: so so how how can you like this... So I'm if you've listened to any episodes on the, on the podcast you know that I'm somebody that just wants to focus on moving forward right because right you know looking back is great if it lifts you up but if it doesn't lift you up why why would you do that why would you look back so moving forward like what like what are the experiences that that you brought out of that 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 have really enhanced your life have enhanced your experience made you know know yourself in more empowering um, ways like what are some of those experiences that you can you can take out of there out of that experience and and have it uplift you every time you think about it what are some of those
1: I mean I like to think that it's made me someone a lot easier to talk to like when I was a kid my parents always told me like I could talk to anyone sure but like someone who you can have an actual conversation with who hears what problems you have isn't going to shame you for it isn't going to say well you just you know suck it up buttercup keep going versus like someone who's going to sit here and think yeah your problems are valid and I want to help you solve them so that going forward you feel better I think I've changed enough in that direction that a lot more people have like in my closer friend groups and even people that I meet on the internet now they open up to me fairly quickly you know Mm -hmm. So you're and,
2: empathetic. You're an you're a very mm-hmm. empathetic person and you think that your experience in the navy has enhanced that?
1: I think yeah, I think it's definitely played a big part in it. Um just from seeing how uncaring some people can be, mm. how some people like who are above me for instance mostly saw me and my other crewmates at my like level as just the next wave, as opposed to individual people who have individual feelings and react to things different ways. Hmm. So I think I've definitely been able to understand that it's made me grow as a person. A lot of my beliefs from when I was younger have changed because of that, because I've learned to be more open and more accepting and try to help people whenever I can, you know?
2: So basically you're an empathetic, compassionate person who really listens well and you have an understanding of people and you kind of have an ability to help uplift others,
1: basically. Yes. And then I go on Twitch and I am an asshole for four hours.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he, the thing is, the thing is, you know, again, th- this is just um, that's what we talk about on the podcast. And this is the way that I live my life and the way I think that. You know, it, it's an it's a much easier way to live your life. It's a nicer way to live your life, and opportunities and and nice experiences come your way if you can just kind of, you know, own those things. That okay, you know what? This experience, you know, I knew I was compassionate, I knew I had empathy, but in the Navy, I really experienced it. I honed it. I mm-hmm. I got to practice it. I got to really experience that part of myself. How special is that? How amazing is that? And. And like in all of life, in all of your days, from the moment you're born to the moment you die, if you can learn that ability to to take all these different experiences, conversations, moments, um, whatever, and flip it in a way that lifts you up, lifts you up, lifts you up, then all of a sudden you're you know you know because you know depression or or like what a lot of these things that people struggle with is because they, it's because they're not shaping a lot of it. I, th- I believe it's because they're not shaping their experiences as a human being in the best way. I mean, because, or in the most empowering way. So, so that's the, one of the first things I would say to anybody in a situation like that, where it's like, it's very hard, it's stressful. It's got a lot of things, but what did you bring out of that? What did you experience or what did you get to experience of yourself that raid you really, really know the best of who you are in mm-hmm. that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. then it becomes an empowering experience and, you know, th- there's tons of people like who who will tell, you know, well, let, why do you feel so depressed about this? And why why have you been so angry about this and go over and over and over and over again? But, but and I'm not saying that's wrong, but I know for sure that if you can keep focusing in ways that that uh, make you feel empowered by any experience, any experience that you go through, especially a, such a big experience like two years of your life in the Navy dealing with nuclear, you know, like that's big, that's heavy stuff. But, but um, yeah, if you can just find a way to shape it so that it's empowering and then use that as your basis for all of your other thoughts regarding that experience you know i mean you could still you could still um have constructive criticism about the the navy you can still have constructive criticism about the way things happen but never but in, in my opinion and my advice to anybody would be never do it never do it from a place of of kind of a victimized place or am mm-hmm. not saying that you're, you're a victim, but, but a victimized place or whatever, do it from an empowered place where you could say, you know what, you know, there's so many great things about that experience. I experienced so many great things. I touched so many people in this way. I know myself to be amazing for, for all these experiences I had, you know, there's some things that could be better for sure. And yeah. these are the things that I think could be better, but, for me personally, you know, no matter whatever other garbage was going on, you know, I was a super empathetic, compassionate person. I know that about myself. And for all my days, I'm only 21 years old. For all my days, that that quality that I started to really kind of refine in, in the Navy, I'm going to hone more and more and more and more. And it's going to be a bigger part of my life. And it's going to be a bigger mm, player in, in all my decisions in life. And 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 again, this is how you uh, use all these moments of your life to empower yourself and uplift you, and you just keep getting getting more empowered by your your experiences, by how you shape it.
1: Right. Does that I mean, make like,
2: sense?
1: Yeah. No, it does. Like I, I, I talk like a lot of crap about the Navy, but it, it was a great experience in my life, and something that, like one thing that you said, like every experience is is important, and to shape it in that way. I think I've never thought about the Navy as like some, like I would probably, I would most likely do it again. Right. For the sake of the people that I met, the experience that I had to be able to change as a person. And yeah, it, it may have sucked, but on the other end, I'm very well set up now. I'm like, they're paying for 80% of my college. I have lifelong friends that I met there. It taught me, like you said, to be, empathetic, more compassionate towards other people. And it's just overall, like if I hadn't done it, I wouldn't be where I'm at today in the sense of like being a better person as well as I mean, being happier, I think even so. um, But yeah, I, I think that like one thing my father would always try to do is try to prevent me and my siblings from having similar experiences that he had, but I think bad experiences, however they come are important for growth in general, you know, like preventing me from, I don't know, going out and drinking at a party at 16 for the very first time. Sure. I I understand as a parent, not wanting your kid to do that, but one, your kid's most likely going to do it anyways. And two, you're going to learn one, you, you, May hate alcohol and you're never going to do it again, or two, you're going to do something stupid and you're going to say, Okay, I don't want to do this anymore, or I don't want to get as drunk as I was, or I don't want to do this until I'm older and more responsible. You know, I think negative experiences like that definitely help instill lessons in people as opposed to just, Hey, don't do this, okay. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, I think people are, you know, one thing I've learned, again, I'm, I'm 50 years old, but one thing I know is people are going to do what they're going to do. You know, you mm-hmm. cannot, you cannot really, people are where they are and they're going to hear what they're ready to hear and they're going to do what they're ready to do, right. Based on what they're hearing inside and in their internal dialogue and this and that. But, but again, um, the, the thing is, um you always got I, I think you have to be selfish i think you have to be really selfish and 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 focus on on all these experiences a, a, in a way that because when after i was done talking you were like you know the the navy was great in this way and this way and this way and this way and it was great and it, it taught me this and this and then you started talking about and then i could just feel i could feel your energy was up high and then mm. all of a sudden you started talking about you know, my my dad and you know this and people like other people's opinions And I went right down. Whereas if you can just at least for a while until it becomes super habitual, that feeling that you were on, like when when you start talking about the yeah, you know, give me all these experiences and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, like well, that was feeling really good, and just focus on there, just leave it at that. Don't <laughs> don't look back and then like I mean obviously. You know, your mind goes to different things, but if you can keep trying to shape it in that way for a while, it's going to give you a lot of strength. It's going to continue to build. It's going to build, and you know those things that you know the the Navy brought out in you: the compassion, the empathy, the you know the the ability to to work hard, achieve a goal, and this and sticking to a plan and learning, you know, absorbing information like a very very important things and and being disciplined and focused and being part of a team. Like there's a million amazing things you could take out of that experience. And if I was you knowing what I know now, I would only focus on that for a while. And I wouldn't really, I wouldn't really think about any of the negative stuff. I would just sit and I would think, well wow, how many 20, how many 18 to 20 year one-year-old kids get to go into the into the Navy and focus on nuclear you know, this information about nuclear weapons and, or, or whatever it was that you were doing. And wow, there's responsibility and this, you know, adventure. And and I would sit with that for a good long time until it becomes such a habitual way of thinking that every time you think about the army is like, it's like, Oh, it puts a smile on your face for a while Mm -hmm. before. And don't worry about it too much of the other stuff because, this is the thing that I see with everybody, not everybody, but so many people in life is, is a focused, they, they don't know how to focus. They don't know how to focus in empowering ways. So you just told us all the ways that the, the army or the Navy, no, sorry, you don't beat me up over that. <laughs> no,
1: <you're> fine.
2: <laughs> My <laughs> own family guys, still yeah. does it. You're fine. Um, but that the Navy empowered you and and uplifted you. So just sit with that for a while. Like, honestly, like I wouldn't, I would never, I would never, until I was super grounded, I wouldn't really look back at anything other than that. I just sit and think about all the places you saw or all the experiences that you had, all the ways that you were empowered, all the way you were uplifted and just keep doing that over and over and over again until, Till it's almost like a Pavlov's dog that when you think about the navy, ah, what a great experience, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not it's not fake, it's real, it's just a matter of focus, focusing in empowering ways because it's gonna help, you know. I mean, so many people are depressed about their lives, and and why are they depressed about their lives? Because they're not focusing in the most empowering ways. Because if you were. You'd be happy. You'd be excited. You'd be filled with joy. You'd be you'd be appreciating life if you are focused. And it, it's not like any every single life has that ability because every single person has the ability to focus on on love and abundance and compassion and and joy or the opposite of that, right? Everybody does, right? Right. So yeah. I
0: mostly agree with that. I know I've talked a little bit about <laughs> my perspective. Um, I didn't want to cut you off, but I did just want to clarify that you and I both see things a, a tiny bit differently. Um, but I, I, do, I do agree with you that the focus is important. And uh, Joe, I was curious. So at the beginning of the conversation, you mentioned that the outreach wasn't really there uh, in the Navy. Do you think you would still be there if it was there? And if the kind of support that you were looking for at that time had been available to you?
1: It's actually a tough question. Um, I like to think that I made the right choice getting out that it wasn't for me, you know, but I think if there were people who were motivated to say the right thing, I may have just, you know, swapped jobs or something. It, It wouldn't have just been like, Hey, um, we want you to stay here and keep doing this so other people can get out unless it was like, you know, maybe this job isn't right for you. We can put you somewhere else, see if that works. And we can try again, try to see if that is better for you or give you the option. You can always like, if you think it's the best option, you can get out. Right. That wasn't really a spoken thing so much as it was just like implied, you know, Mm. I think it's a, it's important to give those options as well as just actually be there, be caring and not just like, yeah, but you know, here's the things you can do to stay here.
0: Right. It's yeah. It sounds like you wanted just some more empathy and it sounds like, you know, having spoken to you, this is only my second time really speaking to you, but I was also (laughs) watching you stream and, you know, just like getting to know you that tiny little bit, it's pretty apparent how much um, how much empathy that did instill in you and how how open you are to having these conversations. And the the whole reason that you reached out to me to come here today was to be able to open up conversation because it's obviously important to you that guys are able to talk about um, are able to talk about their experiences, the good, the bad and the ugly and where my dad comes in is, okay, we've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly. We've had honest communication about it. I, You feel this way. You're entitled to feel that way. You're entitled to, hey, be sad. Like we talk about the happiness line. If you're sad, hey, you're sad right now. That's okay. But what we work toward and what my dad works toward is going from being sad to being whatever is next for you. So if you're sad right now, maybe you're uncertain next maybe you're angry next whatever Mm -hmm. to get you one step closer to being happy right and all of this is in service of uh, helping guys have happier lives like that's you know that's that's the main goal that's what everybody wants is just to be happy would you would you disagree
1: no I don't disagree at all I think everyone wants happiness in the end of the day Mm -hmm. however it is they get there but I think that's the ultimate goal
2: Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah so so again my my feeling and and as willow said she may not i agree totally with with my method all the time but but my my feeling about that is as somebody who did deal with a lot of depression self-loathing you know suicidal thoughts this and that is you know you, you gotta to me is if you can learn to always shape things and make you so that you're always feeling better, feeling better, feeling better about every situation, every circumstance and thought. Then when, when you feel real good, then maybe you can start to look at things and see it from a, a, a different perspective. You know, the, the worst traumas, if you look at it from an empowered state, you can kind of see it from a different perspective and see, you know what I gained so much from it, it is what it is. And I'm going to move on. Or, or, you know, I mean, I just, I just think that it's, it's, it's never a bad thing to just get your mind focused in, in ways that, that are, are, are uplifting. I agree. Um, and again, I think, you know, a lot of the depression that people go through is uh, over different circumstances or situations that happen is because they're focused on, on the bad parts of it instead of focusing on the good parts, right? mm
1: mm-hmm. I agree with that. I mean, I think something that helped me specific, like specifically was coming to terms with the fact that I was sad in the first place. I think that was like the, probably the most difficult part of the whole thing, you know, like Mm. actually realizing, yeah, I'm not happy. This is why. And then like, find like kind of going back through and trying to realize, you know, where it started, why I feel this way. I think it's important for that aspect of it, but at the end of the day, obviously, Trying to gear yourself towards uh, being happier than, like you said, twisting everything around from your past to find something positive. I think that's very important once you find uh, what it is that made you sad in the first place.
0: I think, yeah, I think there's always like my dad is a big, big, big supporter of journaling and I've I, like, I've never really been into it. I, you know, everybody that I've spoken to who does deal with some kind of depression or has dealt with some kind of depression or has even endured some kind of difficulty that has led them through pain or trauma or anything like that, what works for you will always be what works for you. And at the end of the day, if going back and reflecting is helpful for you, then that's perfect. And I think where all paths coalesce is in the moving forward, you Mm -hmm. know, like as as helpful as it is, like you were saying, if if it's helpful for you to go back and and examine how you got to that place. Then that's perfect as long as it's not staying there. You know, like the last thing we want to do is stay in a place that makes us unhappy, where it's like, okay, so I'm sad because uh my dog died when I was 12. Oh, well, Mm -hmm. now I'm sad because my dog died when I was (laughs) a 12, you know. Right. Uh, it's moving forward. So I think we I think we totally agree on that one for sure.
2: I totally agree on that too. Like and that's the thing, it's just like every it's just like, you know, everything in life, everybody, everybody had to find their own way of 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 going. Right. And I spent a lot of time reflecting on the past too. So it's not like I, you know, so whatever, whatever works. Right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: For sure. Yeah. Um, is there, um, just before we close out here, cause we're getting to the end of our time here. Is there anything, uh, any final thoughts that you have Joe and then uh, anything that you would want our, our audience, our listeners to go check out about you, be it your a social media, a website, a book,
1: a twitch perhaps a a twitch (laughs) i mean for closing thoughts i i do think it's uh i think it's actually kind of funny that uh now i realize i guess i hadn't really thought about it before but once uh you asked me the question about how i think the navy changed me kind of like understanding that i've become more empathetic and compassionate since then i think that's actually kind of made me feel a little bit better about myself a little bit of a pickup but um good and i think that's like thinking about it now i can definitely kind of see it in my interactions with people since then but i think that's that's one final thought i guess uh as for where to find me well the only social thing i really use is twitch nowadays so uh twitch.tv slash lockjaw spelled l-o-c-c-c jaw And then uh, me and some of my internet buddies started our own podcast at anchor.fm slash outcastsmedia. We want to give that a listen. There's only two episodes out I and mean, we're waiting to do the third one because one of our guys is in Mexico right now and can't do it.
0: Oh my god. Well, hey, listen, <laughs> if you need somebody, my dad can talk forever. So
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, <I'll> <laughs> So yeah.
0: you're
1: gonna have to learn Discord first. Oh no.
0: Okay, never mind. <laughs> it's all <laughs> so uh all those links will be down in the description. Make sure to check our friend Joe out at uh at his Twitch on his podcast. And and thank you again for coming out. I appreciate you being thank here. Thank you for having to talk me.
1: To you. Yeah, this was it, fun.
0: Mm-hmm. Was great well,
1: talking with you. That was awesome. Yeah, you as well.
0: Yeah, I'm sure we would love to have you back. Uh you know, you're a mint and caramel fan, so it's like we're on the fence, <laughs> but we may have you back We'll see.
1: <laughs> there we go.
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> I got my foot in both doors here, you know. That's how I'm gonna that's how mm-hmm. I'm gonna get my myself back.
0: All right, well, we'll see how that goes for
2: you. Well, part of it depends on how I'm feeling about mint, because I can be particularly
1: testy about it. (laughs) You can. (laughs) I guess that'll be a day I like caramel more.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. There you go. (laughs) Well, thank you guys so much for joining us again. As always, we appreciate you being here for our chat with Joe. It was fantastic. Uh, You know where to reach us if you'd like to be on the podcast yourself, if you have something you want to talk about. If you have follow up questions for Joe, uh, you can reach us at our email, which is lovinggoliath at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook. And you can find out more information about the Goliath Foundation at thegoliathfoundation.com. And that's us. Thanks, folks.
2: That's us. Bye. Bye. Catch you next time.
1: Bye.